Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it to me! Hello, everyone. I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we roll out of bed, slap on our scrunchie, pinch our cheeks a little bit to get a couple of pieces of color in them, look around at the world and try to see what's new and what you might want to hear about. I mean, you think that's a metaphor that she just described, but other than the scrunchie, that is literally what I have done this morning. That is the literal truth of this morning. And with her, it includes the scrunchie. It includes the scrunchie. Thank you, Visco Girls, for returning the scrunchie to my life. Uh, and thank you to all of you for joining us, even on the rare Saturday morning recordings where Tom has to text me to remind me that we're recording because I just woke up. Oh, I just said morning. I wasn't I love, assuming anything. It makes me feel like a party person to be in this state, but, uh-huh. I, but yeah. it's just so sadly not the case. It just is like, there's like man. the Yeah, there's, there's the like, I'm so cool. Right. Also, but it was work. It was just work. <laughs> it was just work, you guys. Just work. Uh, well, then let's take a little victory lap to start off today's show. Okay. That'll, that'll, that'll perk us up uh, because we, on this show, in certainly in this previous incarnation, and I believe in this past year, uh, have mentioned a thing multiple times in the bonus show here and there. It's come up. Uh, yacht Rock, right? True. Very right. true. We've been talking about Yacht Rock. Mm-hmm. Well... Uh, I want to call this this segment State of a Thing because The Economist podcast did a segment on the popularity of Yacht Rock this week. No on Thursday. way. And then when Rich, our producer, saw that, uh, he said, well, wait a minute. The New York Times podcast. What was the name of the podcast? Now I can't remember which one you were mentioning, Rich, but uh, tell us. 1619 did... Uh, an episode on Yacht Rock on September 6th. So the really? economist is listening to the New York Times 1619 podcast is what I'm thinking. But yes, uh, Yacht Rock is now peak thing. Is uh, That's what I'm calling. Oh my goodness. Wait, so 1619 is the, the New York Times like slavery retrospective property. Like is Yacht Rock, did Yacht Rock start out as black music? That was, because isn't it, they, isn't that they, the 1619 project? Please help. Yeah, yeah, please. Please help. Okay. Got it. Makes sense. Yeah. Right, I was like, right, right. wait just a minute here, because if that is true about Riot Rock, like I need to rewind, listen to that immediately. Wesley Morris is the the man. I am okay, also I'm gonna get into that podcast immediately because everything about that project is phenomenal. Huh. The Yacht Rock peak thing. Now, the Economist podcast uh, sort of speculated that Yacht Rock reached its peak late 70s, early 80s uh, at a time when people wanted to escape from the realities of the world uh, (laughs) and live in the dream of a uh, laid back West Coast lifestyle. 
Uh, and they I think that that might be feeding the resurgence of it now. Ooh, I want to take you to Bermuda. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. What I a didn't see that. <laughs> oh, man, it makes perfect sense that we would be returning to Yacht Rock right now. Just like, yeah, let's yeah. definitely do that. Sailing, take me away. <laughs> Sailing. Uh, well, well done. Well done, us. I think we can yeah. all agree. And actually, okay, well then, my uh, what is about to become my first thing today is inspired by a thing that we have been talking about on the show that I think is just continuing to peak as a thing. So we talked about Visco Girls mm-hmm. and Visco Culture mm-hmm. and all of the sort of like accoutrement that go along with it, which is why I'm wearing the scrunchie right now. And and I real and like I don't want to pick out all the all of the individual things from Visco culture that are a thing, but I do think this one is notable. too many to choose from. There's right? too many yeah. to choose from, and it feels like cheating a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the film camera, specifically the Fujifilm Pentax cameras that basically make sort of a Polaroid style photo printout, are I think transcendent like it is worth its own thing call out because these little cameras so film cameras made a resurgence uh like they announced a whole a bunch of you know polaroid basically got back in the game and kodak announced them and whatever but this was like seven years ago when they were kind of reintroduced to the market and and they were like fine they were really good for weddings you probably like everybody probably went to a wedding around then that had a little <laughs> camera at the table so you could take little Polaroids and then they could put an album and it was super cute. Maybe not. I'm getting some silence here, but it happened. Well, no, 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 no. I'm just letting you go because the, the, I have I have no disputing of, of any of this. Oh, the way, it's yeah, absolutely totally. <laughs> true. The Polaroid sticker cameras, yep. particularly, I saw a lot of places. Absolutely. And Fujifilm launched these like really kind of cutesy looking ones. They looked like little kid cameras, but they had a very retro vibe and they kind of they they aggressively looked like Polaroids, right? Like the, even the film when it printed out, it had that kind of Visco style Polaroid mm-hmm, look to them. Mm-hmm. I bought my sister-in-law one, but this was like four years ago and the film was really expensive. And I was like, these things are not going to go anywhere. And now all of a sudden they are, and I know this as I know all things, like I had seen them all of a sudden being displayed in Target. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, huh, that's interesting. And then all of a sudden one day my kid asked for one. Uh yeah, and I was yeah. like, "Wait, what?" And then you I see just, it at Target, and you're like, "Someone at Target thinks these are popular." Your right. kid asks for one, you're like, "It is popular." It <laughs> is popular, and apparently, it is like it's the key accessory for the Visco in your life, which is hilarious. That is that, so. You've got to have that Fujifilm pentax camera around your neck apparently if you want to be at the top echelon of visconess <laughs> apparently viscosity. it's in stacks in stacks not pentax I oh in stacks pentax is a different one this is from rich who's being really really nice about this yep it's in stacks <laughs> well that's a dumb thing to say and but uh it is in fact you're right rich is so right and i need to get this right for those of you who want to go buy it so you can be visco it is the fujifilm in stacks Mini oh, in Fuji film. it's still Fujifilm though. Okay, it's still it. Fujifilm. Pentax is a whole different company. Sorry, my bad. But the Mini Nine is the one that is like the jam. And I kind of want to figure out how to. I've never like totally been able to figure out how to do those. Check those Amazon ratings for the best selling devices. But I'm going to see if I can look it up and figure out. But if you go to Amazon and you try to buy it in white, there's only four left. It's forty bucks too. Yeah, like it's, it's nothing. 
Oh, no, it's I mean, 55. Oh, okay. Depends. On, I guess it depends on where you're looking, but still, it's not a lot. Right. So right. list price was like 70 bucks, but the, the this is a total razor, bla- razor blade model. The, can't, the film is so expensive. <laughs> like when, yeah, once okay, you bundle this with the film, yeah. it's a hundred bucks. And so my kid is like, I want this hundred dollar camera. And it'll, and then it's like 10 photos from and the film. And it's cute. It's and pink it's so or a lavender or lime green or whatever that is. Yeah. I'm looking on Amazon and every color is down to between four and 14 left in stock. Mm. Yeah. Well, sometimes Amazon, I, I feel like I've gone to Amazon and had two left in stock for days. I'm like, you're you're messing with me, aren't you, Amazon? Rich, uh, or maybe the merchant is. I don't know. Producer Rich, who thank God is here to save our bacon today because one yeah, of no us kidding. just got out of bed, uh, notes <laughs> that it is in fact he's a a he's the person who gave me the correct name, and B says it is in fact the best selling camera on Amazon. <gasps> yeah, no, it's that makes a thing. Sense. I I was going to throw in that the uh, this week they announced the Polaroid uh, printer. Did you see this for no. your phone's pictures? What? Uh, so so it's it's basically just a Polaroid oh, camera yeah. with a scanner attached. Didn't this exist or did they up did they update it? I don't know if they updated it. Maybe it maybe there was a version before with a but now they've got a, like a really good camera and and yeah. there's an app for iOS where you can do the settings, but you don't send it over Bluetooth. You lay the phone on the printer. And then it scans, yeah, it scans the whatever is on your screen. It basically takes a picture of what's on your screen and then prints out an instant picture. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. I know they had previously had the Polaroid Zip, which is like a little wireless mini printer. Oh, right. And it was Wi Fi. This is is that with with like unnecessary complications. Uh, That's ridiculous. But I am going (laughs) to buy this Polaroid Zip for my sister in law for Christmas this year. Don't tell anyone. What's what's amazing to me, hey, and and the reason I know about listen. this is they announced the Polaroid thing on iPhone announcement day Tuesday. It's the Polaroid Lab desktop photo printer. I got I got to look this up. Yeah, I was... to make prints from your smartphone screen. Anyway, the whole reason I bring that up is because it is a sign of the trend it is. of like, oh yeah, the Visco girls want these film things yep. so and the visco girls all have smartphones so let's make this maybe they'll like that yeah last year uh some pr analysis firm put like right at the end of 2018 put out a report saying that film cameras overall were the film camera market would witness huge growth in the next five years and and apparently it is i mean interestingly it's this like return to physical which is yeah which is just kind of i don't know i kind of like it i feel like well it's okay Yacht Rock going back is a return to some to old people's music, ironically, by younger generations. And we did that with swing in and in easy listening in the 90s. So we also did typewriters and like old tech. This is that. Right. This, this is, is this is it's all nostalgia. Yeah. All nostalgia it's like all the, the time. Well, it's nostalgia. It's nostalgia for us. And then like, ooh, we're living like our grandparents did for kids. Right, totally. <laughs> and maybe it's just like, interestingly, especially with the physical photos, like it's just mm-hmm. more special. Like yeah, digital yeah, photos it's different. They think of them as ephemeral, literally ephemeral, right? They put them on yeah. their stories. They're gone in 24 hours. Like it's it's just a repost of a meme or totally. it's, a, I mean, half my photo album at this point is like screenshots of stuff I don't want to forget or um, 
things that I took a picture of so that I also would not forget them or I could put them in a, like I have a little album of like my driver's license and, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's not I'm not taking photos as a special thing anymore. Right. Right. And so this is a way to like return it to special and also be adorable. So, well, of course, which I think is, <laughs> if the, you're be special, I think is the really important look special part of this. Yes, exactly. and adorable. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we I hadn't even thought about this before, but we think of photos as, oh, those are those things that were a, lot, a pain in the ass to have to go develop and pick up. And now you can just have them on your phone. Isn't that great? You don't even have to print them out. Whereas kids grew up with like, oh, photos are ephemeral things that you'd never save. Oh, isn't it cool that you can print them out and keep them and look at them anytime without totally. having to have your phone out? Yeah. Totally. Oh, my God, I love it. That's amazing. I love it. Uh, yeah, I think we I think we we found a path between those two things. Nailed there. it. Nailed it. Great. We're so good at this. Uh, Let's see what we can do with my other thing, which is just a check on slang. Uh, Our our slang things are are, are sometimes going to appear behind if you're like, yeah, I've been saying that for years because that's how slang works, right? It starts in a small in-group and then it grows and grows and grows. Uh, But one that I have been noticing and Rich, uh, our producer, who, as we have said, is saving today's show, uh, has another one to throw in here, too, that's really good. Mine is that slaps for something that's really good. I've started seeing that everywhere. Uh, and Rich uh, threw in and I oop for when you what? screw something up. I've never seen and I oop, but I can I have definitely... seen and I oop. Not as prevalent as that slaps, though. Well, that's awesome because then we have a bleeding edge one. I yeah. can I can definitely confirm that slaps. That is that is in use currently. Like that's a real time thing. But and does I oop that is really slaps adorable. slap anymore? Or if you're saying it, do you look dumb? And you have to follow it with, and I oop. I mean, we're not allowed to say it. Oh, Let's gosh, be clear. No. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. And if we only did... In, only in a technical conversation like this could we possibly even utter the words. Exactly. And then we'd have to... So were I to say that slaps, then I would get mm. yelled at. Like, mom, please don't say that. Right. And right. then I would go, and I oop. And then he'd go, get out. Which I'm going to try immediately after this podcast, by the way. <laughs> going to be amazing because <laughs> that's what parents do that's yes, what good that's parents, what parents do. do we live to torture yeah. you that slaps is yeah. definitely a thing i don't even know where it um where it came from but i i have i have the absolutely wrong etymology in my head i know this yeah uh just from experience because your instinct as a 50 year old man for where stuff comes from is always wrong so where it did not come from uh, in my head is like, oh, like like a knee slapper, right? Yeah, definitely not. Totally not it. No. But definitely captures sort of where it's going, right? I imagine it has something to do with like, I don't know. I don't totally know. Different. I'm just saying don't look it up at uh, Urban Dictionary because <laughs> you'll yeah, be sorry. Yeah, I figured. You'll be sorry. <laughs> and Ayoop is probably more innocent. Uh, I like that. I like that one. I'm going to just say that one. Um, mm-hmm. I also have a slang meme. That I have been seeing everywhere, and I it seems to be all ages, and I'm kind of excited about it. It's chef kisses. Yeah, what did, I've been seeing that one too. I know, and I mainly bring it up because, like, where did that come from? All of a sudden, whenever anything, and usually it's snotty, right? Like, usually it's it's somebody being like, "Oh man, that self own by that person 
on by that New York Times editor. Like uh, I'm just using an example because I feel like yeah, everybody's yeah. just picking on the New York. That's that's it's a, that's right. a sub thing, by the way, to just like yell at New York, Times New York Times on Twitter. Yeah. So an example of uh, regular everyday parlance would be watching that New York Times editor get owned after trying to own someone else is chef kiss. Yeah. And it's it's referring to the like Mwah, yeah. with your hand, right? Mwah. The Italian yeah. chef kiss is like when you look mm-hmm. it up, that's what you get. And it's it's like, I don't know where it came from. I don't know why it's everywhere. I don't know how everybody learned it all at once. Like, this is what I find so fascinating about things is the pandemic nature of them. It's like, how did everyone suddenly know that we all say chef kiss? And that we say it in a snotty way. Like, you don't want to just be like, for example, this is a real thing that just happened. My son just brought me an omelet, which is crazy and amazing. But I can't say, oh, he brought me an omelet. That is so chef kiss. Because that would be wrong. <laughs> it's supposed to be snotty. Right. But why do you all know that? It's context. And you have to be living in the world where people say it all the time. For instance, once again, producer Rich uh, pointing out that uh, Jasmine Masters from RuPaul's Drag Race is the origin of And I Oop. Oh, really? Okay, mm-hmm. good to know. And yeah. also amazing. And apparently, according to BuzzFeed, And I Oop is already the best meme of 2019, period. Well, if anybody knows a meme. That might actually even <laughs> transcend thingness, but... It's new your, know your meme. I'm into it. But also BuzzFeed. Uh, Chef Kiss, BuzzFeed. Chef Kiss, BuzzFeed. And I have seen it to be to be you know to be precise about the language usage here. I've seen it with an apostrophe s, and I've seen it without. Now, Miriam Webster, mm. can't believe I'm saying this. Miriam <laughs> the Webster, arbiter of all good meme usage. The arbiter of all good meme usage wrote this up, wrote up Chef's Kiss, and said, "Yes, it is a thing, and uh-huh. it's utter perfection, usually with a snarky bent." And they use the apostrophe s. Chef's kiss. Chef's kisses. Which is really hard like to say. Chef's kiss. Chef's possessing kisses. Like the kiss of a chef, right? Chef's right. kiss. But, I think they're both accurate. But I've a seen chef's it. kisses is right, but also chef kisses as a collective works for me too. Yeah, I feel like I've seen it uh, be shortened. But when I look mm-hmm. it up on Twitter, it does seem to mostly still have the... Apostrophe? Apostrophe. Yeah. That's surprising. Usually that kind of stuff just gets dropped for convenience sake. I know. know, right. But yeah, no, I see it all the time. Seriously, though, like <laughs> Shimmer versus Corey and Donna Troy next episode is going to be so chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw people talk using this regarding the Apple announcement this week. Oh, really? And I'm like, OK, this is this is definitely a this is def- I should have thought this is definitely a thing, right? Apple, doing, Apple self-owning itself as the absolute epitome of gross consumerism in the midst of the world burning is just so chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Just an example that I pulled out of nowhere. Not a, not a commentary. Right. No, just uh, just an example phrase. <laughs> if you're just learning a sample, the just using it as an in a sentence for no reason. Things. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the language of things. <laughs> the language of things. All right. Uh, Before we get to our feedback, I want to mention that uh, we have uh, changed our reward tiers on It's a Thing. Uh, So if you are currently uh, anyone but Mike, (laughs) your reward tier still exists. Uh, So all the people who are at a dollar per creation are still at a dollar per creation and you'll get all the same rewards. Um, Mike, you'll need to go add your reward tier again because you were the only one in your tier. Uh, and so it disappeared. But what it is now is is three three focused tiers: two dollars a creation, 
to get the RSS feed with no ads. Uh, $5 to get the bonus audio where it's me and Molly and Rich chatting before and after the show. Uh, And $20, you get a shout out at the end of the show. Yep. And it's worth it. We will do it up. I mean, it will be like a good one. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good shout out. Shout out. So patreon.com slash it's a thing to go ogle the new, more focused, clean reward tiers for supporting (laughs) us. And thank you, everyone, for supporting. It was a little messy. And yes, thank you. Like, sincerely, thank you to everyone who supports the show. It just like it for one thing, it's very personally meaningful. Like, it's just so great to see that. Um, It makes us feel loved. And it is also just like the best incentive to keep it going and do the best we can. I know Why that that's think an ironic. Molly got out of bed today. <laughs> I literally got out of bed just to do this show. Yeah, just to do this. And actually, it's going to start my weekend off so great because I'm always in a good mood after we do the show. Well, uh, let's hear from Barry, who says over the past month I have had three people at work mention that they are drinking Huel, H U E L, like fuel, okay. but with an H. What is interesting is that they are using it as a diet supplement rather than a meal replacement. Is this just a thing? Or is this a thing or just SlimFast 2.0? Oh, my God. Like all things. It's just a thing back around. Apparently, it is. Ugh, I had never heard of this, but it does appear to straight up be SlimFast 2.0. Yeah. And it is meant to be a meal replacement. It is. Yep. Ready to drink beverage launch convenience factor. And I have already found an article, by the way, entitled Huel versus Soylent, which is ah. best for you. Huel is uh, a, where, where Soylent and SlimFast meet in a slim, fancy, cool package with Helvetica font. I'm just going to go with neither, by the way, as an answer <laughs> to which is best for neither you. Neither thing nor SlimFast 2.0? No, like neither is good for you. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they're not bad for you. Like, you know, they're not going to damage you, but also they're not. Yes, I'm 100% with you in this idea that like, hey, drinking a fuel doesn't make you healthier. It's it's probably better to treat it as a supplement than a meal replacement, honestly. Right. It's not a real food. It's not a real food. It has whey protein. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at it and it's basically like it's vegan. So I guess it would be an easier, an easy way to start out with some sort of vegan. There's oat protein, flaxseed, pea, brown rice. I don't know. It sounds like how you use it. Soylent is primarily soy, which is not great. My, my, my take on it is, uh, Generally, what we keep finding out from science is that, huh, turns out whole foods are always best for you. Somehow. Yeah, exactly. And so some whenever we try to of... take shortcuts and process things, something gets left out that we didn't realize. I know you um, think you don't have a lot of time, but you have time for an apple and some almonds. They yeah. come in a bag. They're not that hard. But as I'm looking at Huel, I'm discovering that it's possible that it's just it. So apparently it's a really big it's big in the UK. Oh, okay. And it's just right. making its way over here, which uh, and Barry is apparently on the bleeding edge of that. Nice job, Barry. Fascinating. All right. Here comes Fordo. Woo! Fordo on cargo pants. Nice. So exciting. (laughs) I know that I am more than a month late with this response, Fordo, honey. We don't care. But uh, I just finished listening to your August 2nd podcast and was delighted 
to hear that someone wrote in about cargo pants. I didn't even know what this person was going to say about cargo pants, but I loved that they were important enough to this person to send you an email so I completely stopped what I was doing to listen to their email. For the record, I am pro-cargo pant. I am mocked by many of my friends when I wear them, and I, period, don't, period, care, period. I mean, she really doesn't care. At first, some friends asked me if I was wearing them as a joke or ironically. Um, do I look like I live in Brooklyn and wear things ironically? Yeah, that's a big no. I told them – I love Fordo. I told them that I wear cargo pants because they are comfortable and they have extremely useful pockets. I'm walking around Manhattan all the time and I hate crossbody bags and belt bags and think for real that I have tendonitis in my right shoulder from 30 years of lugging around a 900-pound pocketbook slash purse, mm-hmm. which is probably true, by the way. So no, these nifty pants are no joke to me. I carry my earbuds, my Metro card, and sometimes even my phone in those awesome pockets. And I always keep a 10 spot zipped up in the bottom pocket for those unusual times when I actually do need to use cash. Finally, not that I feel the need to defend myself with the anti-cargo pant people of the world. And you don't. But whenever I get any lip from anyone, I just tell them to talk to the hand and I make the corresponding Heisman motion with said hand. (laughs) I have my phone in it (laughs) with this picture from just a few years ago on it. In your face, cargo pant haters. And this picture that she refers to, near as I can tell, is Jennifer Aniston back in the co- in the company back then of maybe Brad Pitt, I don't know, but uh, wearing cargo mm. pants. Jennifer Aniston yeah. wearing cargo pants on the beach, and they it's do good look kind of cute. Jennifer Aniston. I'm it's a good I'm like gonna trot my little bottom down to H and M and see if they have some because this does look hella handy. I'm feeling it. Now, folks, if you are like, wow, that was a great email from Fordo. <clears throat> Wonder when I'll get another email from Fordo. <laughs> the answer is now. Uh, Fordo on the USSR anthem. I was all in when you guys were talking about how kids today look at us Cold War surviving old- oldsters like we're crazy when we <laughs> express how differently we thought about the USSR when we were kids. They just don't get it. Which made me think of my father's reaction when I told him I was going to Japan for three weeks when I was in college. My father would be 96 if he were alive today. I'm the youngest of five and was apparently a very big surprise to my older for that time parents. He fought in the Pacific Theater in World War II. And when I told him that I was going to Japan willingly, happily, excitedly, he genuinely could not understand it. It was completely perplexing to him. I'll never forget his curiously asking me, you really want to go over to where the Japs live. I was appalled that he used that word, of course, but let it go both because of his generation and because I knew that his views were shaped by being in the war and being shot at numerous times by the Japanese military. But I didn't really understand how he hadn't moved on from that since the war had ended 45 years earlier. But I now somewhat understand how he felt when he heard me talk about Japan because of how I grew up fearing the Russians in a way the youngins of today will never understand. I remember being in St. Petersburg a few years ago and walking by the old KGB building and feeling completely freaked out like they were still in there and knew an American was walking by and they were going to try to kidnap it or poison me. I felt a surge of adrenaline and started booking it to a more populated area. It was completely irrational. I know it was nuts, but old ways of thinking about these countries die hard. This is more information than you wanted or needed to know, but there you have it. Fordo out. Wow. That's amazing. And really true. Well, and... I have a similar story, and, I, and I've told it in other arenas before, so apologies if anyone's heard it before, but my dad came to visit me when I had an internship at National Public Radio back in 1993, and we went to Arlington National Cemetery, and he stopped, and he looked at me, and he's like, wow. And I'm like, what? And he pointed, and there was a Japanese couple come walking into Arlington National Cemetery, and I went, what? And he said, you know, 20 years ago, that would have really bothered me. 
that Japanese people were here. Wow. Where, you know, where where our honored dead are. He's like, but I think I just need to let that go. Like those two people didn't fight in that war. And it was it was a moment for him. Like it was the moment when he finally let that go. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah, that is profound. And then you look around and you you look at exactly what bias we're building now for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, for the future generation. Huh, remarkable. Um, hey, if you if you are not quite done hearing from Fordo just yet, <laughs> or you feel like you might want the chance to eventually hang out, she also sent a note saying, Fordo on the It's a Thing party, I'm all in. I'll happily organize the East Coast party. That oh, would be a blast. <laughs> Fordo is not the only person allowed to email us. We would love to oh, hear no. from you. Please keep it coming. Feedback at it's a thing dot me to have your email read on the show. And please visit patreon.com slash it's a thing to support the show directly and check out our new streamlined tiers. Hopefully it just makes it so much easier. So much. if you become a patron, you get into the it's a thing discord as well, where there is a cavalcade of nonstop things at Porter talking about seed lip drinks for sober drinking. Miss M asking if Topo Chico is a thing, which Definitely. Yes, it is. Uh, there, there's Alton Brown being uh, suggested by Coyote Brown. Wait a minute, Coyote Brown, Alton Brown. Just mm. a minute. We have the Visco Girls top role model. <laughs> yeah. A van so, lifer, which is basically just like a collision of things, van life and Visco. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's everything you always dreamed of. It is actually really like it's it's wonderful. As with so many, as, basically at the, the reason that Tom and I keep podcasting is the podcast communities that we get to be a part of. And all of that totally. is happening in the Discord. And it's really incredible. So if you need no other reason to become a, a patron than that, that's that's a really good one. And if you support us at that crazy $20 uh, level, you will get a shout out right here like Mike does. Uh, be like so- Mike. The be, be like, like Mike tier. <laughs> 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 yep. Thanks, Mike. You are the best. Thanks for keeping us going. And uh, thank you, folks, for listening to It's a Thing. See you next week. I promise I'll get out of bed for it. (laughs) Talk to you soon. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.